0: Welcome to Somebody to Eat, Jen, and Kyle, the podcast where two people try to pursue and succumb to love.
1: I am Jen Sanford. This is Kyle Marshall. We are two completely unqualified people, and yet here we are. And it's Friday night, and it's not just Friday night, Kyle.
0: It's Christmas Eve, it's right? It's Christmas
1: Eve. Insert jingly balls here, but not that kind. Whoa.
0: Whoa. I'm snuggly in my onesie. I'm curled up on some peppermint hot chocolate. It's a great night.
1: Can I just say how lucky you are that both Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve falls mm-hmm. on a Friday night, forcing you to spend it with me. My God, it's like this was my plan all along.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was an unforeseen consequence of me agreeing to do this. and uh, Unforeseen you know, it, it,
1: consequence? That <laughs> almost hurts my feelings.
0: You know, it's turned out great. It's turned out great. I mean, I would not want to be anywhere else. You know, except for, you know, family, friends, that sort of thing. But I'm here with you, Jen, so we'll, have, we'll make <laughs> yeah. it do. We'll make it do.
1: I would not want to be anywhere else except anywhere else than with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just dive right into it because we've got yeah. a lot of little treats. we got a lot of little treats for everybody who has been both naughty and nice. That is
0: correct. You know, Jen, I have to, I, I don't mean to be rude here and, and, and butt in, but I am very interested And seeing where our scorecards are this this week Tomorrow If you are of the Christian faith You are celebrating the birth Of Jesus Christ And you (laughs) My friend Are also celebrating the relationship Of Jesus Christ You're a person who you're going on dates with As of last week So what's uh, what's going on with him
1: That was such a striking setup For this piece of fact Which is We did not make it (laughs) We did not make it. What was a valiant he did not couple rise? Of weeks. <laughs> no, 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 it's dead.
0: He rolled away the boulder, and he's still dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> still dead. Yeah, except this one kind of ended with me crawling into the hole myself and pulling the boulder across, and being oh, like, no. "I'll just be in here."
0: So what happened? What's going on?
1: I don't know, Kyle. We just didn't, we just didn't make it. There was just um, too much of a difference between us, and I'll just be honest. I think the scars of my previous relationship were just probably I just had the you know the ghost of Christmas past in my mm. head too much and it cost me I think the ghost of Christmas future on this one but you know it was a fun ride I I really did like this guy and he d- really did look a striking amount like Jesus I can't I can't really mm-hmm. put my finger on it. It was very amicable um, you know only okay. A few dishes were broken. I only screamed a little bit. I only cried a little bit. I only peed a little bit. It's some um, is wow. it, it was fine. Like
0: all at the same time or those are separate instances? Well, obviously,
1: that's the Jen Sanford breakup special. The trifecta, I'm a triple threat, honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm headed back into Christmas just feeling a little low, but also knowing that I had a good ride. I don't want to call Jesus a rebound because I think it was obviously far much more than that. But I do think that it was nice to have a person who kind of brought me back to life a little bit and Mm -hmm. helped me to give me kind of a space to navigate really just kind of where I'd been and what I was at. And I have to admit, it was really nice to be with someone who wanted to be with me also. But ultimately, the divide was just a little too great.
0: I mean, that's what I was going to ask. I don't want it to come across as if you were just using them. But at a certain point too, like if you're in a long-term relationship getting out of that coming into a new one, sometimes it is nice just to have that feeling of being wanted again. Even if it doesn't last, there is some value there of like, oh, okay, I'm getting some uh, wind underneath my wings again.
1: And the flip side of that, of also really, really wanting someone else, right? Wanting to, you know, waking up in the morning and thinking about that person and Wanting to share, you know, fun laughs with that person. It was really nice to look at a person who didn't see you through the lens of all the issues and the carnage, but just looked mm-hmm. at you through the lens of how you were this, you know, peppy little podcaster, and you know, wanted to have fun and wanted to be your best self. And and I think that that was a good thing. And I think that one of the things I I do actually love about dating in your late 30s versus your early 20s or mid 20s is that when ultimately things do come to an end, there really isn't this big dramatic. It was just like, hey, are we at the end of the road? Well, thanks. Right. And you kind of you kind of move to your next place.
0: Guess I'll take my uh, toothbrush with me and... I guess I'm gone. Yeah.
1: And thanks so much. Did leave the toothbrush. God damn it. I knew I forgot something. Anyway, um, Kyle, when we last left mm-hmm. off, you're like the Mitch McConnell of dating now. You're filibustering. Whoa. You're filibustering in an attempt not to uh, move forward with declaring your lust or love or something in between uh, to your crush. And I know because it's Christmas Eve and it's a time of gift giving to me. That you will look at me and say, "I, I, I made progress on my goal." Tell me the good truth here.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer that question, but just a few things with that very long lead up that you just did. Number one, how dare you call me a turtle? Number two, (laughs) (laughs) second of all, you're right. I whiffed it last week because I was supposed to give you an update about being bold and having a stupid crush. As someone very kindly pointed out on Twitter, it does sound like I'm more. Uh, in lust with somebody rather than in love with someone, which I do agree with. Like, there has not been that deep emotional connection for this to really be still called love.
1: Still filibustering, still filibustering.
0: I have 15 more minutes, so and <laughs> <laughs> I will not go to the bathroom. But I think I've discovered what my issue is, Jen, and I love dragging my feet, as you can see from this like preamble that I'm doing. (laughs) Totally. It's it's weird because in most of uh, other places in my life, I'm a rip-off the band-aid kind of guy, which is like, let's just get it over with, let's do it, let's go. And when it comes to love, or when it comes to expressing my true feelings for someone, it is like this huge mental block, and I have to go slowly and slowly. So this is not me coming here and saying, oh, I didn't do anything. I did. I reached out to this person. I started the conversation. (gasps) But so subtly, that no one would pick up on what the heck I was doing. All I basically did this week was give the olive branch, let them know that I'm coming to New York in April, asking some general questions around that. So that's as far as I've gone. But I'm trying to keep the conversation going until I can feel comfortable laying the hammer down. I don't know what the right metaphor is here.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Mitch McConnell. (laughs) He just punt that right down the road. man, Kyle.
0: This is this is the fault of the Democrats, is what I'm trying to say, Jen. It's their fault.
1: This is ultimately about healthcare, Kyle!
0: It's hard. I don't know why. I don't know what it is that I just can't just be like, yo, do you want to bang? And then just It's like,
1: vulnerability and the fear of embarrassment.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: But you have to get over you have to get over that.
0: Maybe maybe by New Year's Eve, maybe we can share him and I am talking about, can share a digital kiss on New Year's Eve. We'll see, we'll see what happens.
1: Oh yeah, let's all hold our breath for that. Like I don't want to be Debbie Downer about it, but let's all hold our breath for that. Crush aside, compromise aside, it's mm-hmm. it's Christmas, man. It's the holidays. Yeah. Whatever you're celebrating. Right.
0: Oh, Jen, before oh. we go on, I'm so sorry. There's another thing I have to tell you about my scorecard.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: So I'm also, of course, on Tinder while I'm doing all this other stuff. Right, being matched
1: with men, just being matched with men in the Philippines,
0: Thailand, actually. But yes, you're correct. Not in Canada. Matched with this person. We start having this conversation, and by what he's talking about, um, I was picking up on the fact that he also didn't seem to be like he was in Calgary at that moment. Like, oh my god, what the heck is going on? So I kind of just came. I was like, wait a second, are you in Calgary? I'm like, well, I work in Calgary is what he said i'm currently working in calgary but i actually live in vancouver but i'm coming back Mm -hmm. in three weeks and to continue doing the job that he's doing out here i'm like oh okay well when you come back would you be interested in like going for drinks he's like absolutely 100% down for that and then like a couple minutes go by and he sends another message It's like unless you'd be interested in coming to vancouver lol i think there was like a little lol at the end of the go
1: go sorry was that too eager i'm so sorry was that too eager
0: this is kyle basically
1: kyle kyle
0: (laughs) what are you
1: talking about what are you
0: what are you talking about jen i know what do you know me be bold
1: you're only a nice pair of underwear and a trench coat away. Get your air miles and get to the airport. What are you even doing here?
0: This feels like the quickest way to be murdered. Are you No, you will this is not weird.
1: be murdered. You will not be murdered. Find find a you can do this. I know you can do this. Get on a plane get to uh-huh. vancouver it's one hour away and with the time difference sometimes you can land before you left just do it be bold what do you have to lose i don't know if there's I just ever get, I... a time of year for you to do this kind of thing
0: it's right now you you are too into the weeds of like the hallmark christmas movies to think that this is going to end well <sighs> i just feel weird having never actually talked to this person in real life for them to in- invite me out to Vancouver to spend, I don't know, an undetermined amount of time. And I would almost feel a bit cheap to just fly out there for what is essentially a booty call and then fly back to Calgary. I don't know. I don't know if that's a me thing that I can do.
1: Of course, you would find all the reasons why it won't work. You just take all of the straws of magic and start sucking Mm. all those out until you're just left with like, what, this veneer of practicality. So Mm. yes, you may be murdered and that would be bad. But also you could have this epic story of this time where you took a risk with a guy you really liked. And oh my God, there was magic there.
0: All right. I don't know.
1: Oh my god. Teasing me about how much I like Hallmark movies is kind of a magical thing. I again, I'm again I'm alone at Christmas time, so I'm doing all of those great things that Hallmark tells me I should be doing. Like I've done all the things. I'm going to sign up for the baking classes. I'm going to enter some sort of a competition. I'm going to do all of the things that Hallmark tells me I need to do to find a man. Actually, go to
0: an ancient castle at Christmas time.
1: <laughs> wouldn't that be the best social experiment for a book? Is trying to recreate fifty Hallmark films to see if you can find a man or a woman? Or that would be fun. I think that that, I think I might've tripped into something. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but you know what? There's something always about Christmas where, you know, it is so synonymous with not just the love that you feel for your family and friends, but also the love that you want to find with a partner. I always find that, you know, more than Valentine's day, more than any other day, more than flag day, I find that there's a sadness about, you know, being alone at Christmas time. Do you feel that too, Kyle? Or is it just me?
0: No, I think that there is this inherent loneliness that can come across at Christmas time. And whether that's because of the films and other media that have been propagated over the last, you know, 100 years or so, I don't know. I just find that if I'm not around people at Christmas time, which has not happened all that often, I think maybe even only the once where I spent a holiday alone. Yeah, you can feel like the walls closing in on you. You you feel like, oh, I should be going out and seeing uh, a lot of people or I should be having some... uh, You know, trip or something planned for it to happen. So I I do.
1: There's a TikTok submission from Benji Gendron. Gendron? Oh, God. I don't know. From Benji. And Benji Mm -hmm. says Imagine you and your lover in bed on Christmas Eve. The smell of cookies in the air. You lock eyes. Then they pull you into a passionate kiss. You're in love and nothing can separate you. Both of you fall asleep to the music and the sound of crackling fire. In their arms, you're safe and happy. And I just want to say to Benji, You
0: suck. (laughs) You psychopath. How dare you send that in?
1: How dare you submit that happy thought to Kyle and I? Um, Do you have a favorite holiday film?
0: Well, if we're broadening out to to just holiday and not Christmas specifically.
1: No, no, no. Give me a specific Christmas. Specific Christmas.
0: Okay. Christmas movie. Um, My favorite Christmas movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm so basic when it comes to this type of stuff. The one I've watched the most is Home Alone straight up that's kind Ah, of my go-to probably
1: the only one i could think of without a love story attached to it although those two robbers seem awfully close
0: yeah like what are are they up to the uh, the wet bandits i think i know what makes them wet if you know (laughs) what i mean
1: (laughs) oh my god kyle you just ruined that for every child (laughs)
0: across. that's right that's right
1: oh god i thought they were called sticky bandits but honestly please Please. Uh, well, I think
0: they start as wet and then become. this Anyways, doesn't matter. They're sticky too. Oh I mean, my God, happens. stop, Kyle.
1: Just stop, stop, <laughs> stop.
0: Uh, but then the other classic one, of course, is uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I like putting that on every so often. I'll lasso the moon for you, Jen.
1: Oh, aw. mine, of course, is Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love the... I really like more than the back half of the film where they actually have their meat cued and it's a whole thing. I think what I love the most is Meg Ryan's character driving on the road as we as we 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 find ourselves i mean when i drive i listen to podcasts and radio shows mm-hmm. and you know the son phones in and talks about how his dad is so lonely and wants to find love at christmas and it totally goes viral right like pre viral viral um, mm-hmm. but everybody's talking about it i love that scene where she's driving in the car listening to listening to the little boy talk and then tom hanks gets on the phone and you know i think that that's such a relatable thought just this deflated feeling of loneliness at christmas and and I think it's just captured so well in that film. I do think the film kind of goes downhill from there. But <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite film for that yeah. first 30 minutes where they really set the tone.
0: You know, what's, you know what's interesting, too? I think that there is a tradition of being, whether it's lonely or a sense of foreboding at Christmas time. You know, you and I made a, uh, an uncommon appearance together out in public. By going and seeing a Christmas Carol at Theater Calgary here this yes. year, one of the things I love because I went to university and got an English degree because I didn't want to be employed, and uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I remember kind of learning a lot about Victorian literature, Charles Dickens in, in particular. But at that time, it was very common to tell ghost stories at Christmas time. Like that was what you did—you mm-hmm. told scary stories at Christmas time. It was kind of this marriage of like the holidays as well as like the occult and like passing on and stuff like that. So I think Christmas time is like the best time to talk about like ghosts of relationships past in a way and be like, look at this scary thing that happened to me. Don't you don't you understand what's going on?
1: Christmas is also a time to explore ghosts. Yeah, I agree completely with that, Kyle. Um, And if you move that into the relationship context, I think it's also a time to talk about dates we survived. Right. Right. We. We all survived. We had some tremendous submissions that we had come directly to us and that we found. Cal, you want to play one of them for us?
0: Yeah, I think this is the one I'm going to have to play off my phone. Let's do this.
2: Okay, so you guys have asked, what's the worst first date I've ever had? have to be with a golf
3: pro that friends set me up with. Uh, we get to the restaurant. When they bring out the salad, he turns to me and goes, Girl, you want me to toss your salad? I was like, what? I didn't think I heard him correctly. He goes, do you want me to eat your ass? Because I'll do it. I like to wait till the third or fourth date, but girl, I'll do it on the first date for you. As the seven-year-old couple looks over at me, mortified, I literally look at him and I say, I think this is where it ends, buddy. And I got
1: up and left.
0: Would you have left, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, would I ever have left?
1: It would have been, oh my God, would you have left?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm not opposed to that sort of thing. That's a weird but thing. But a to...
1: guy saying it
0: yeah, right that's where to that's where you it... in
1: a public space?
0: That's where it crosses the line from like, uh, inside voices, please. There is a very elderly couple to our left and this is super not appropriate.
1: Oh my God, that is awful. Think of the girl that winds up married to him. Yuck.
0: Where, where is your line, though? This is actually an interesting thing. Be- besides the, the stupidity of doing that on a first date, I feel like I kind of understand your sense of humor, Jen. And uh, <laughs> you, you can be a little bit blue and stuff at times. But where is the, where's the line for you at that? Is that, like, I'm okay to go beyond PG-13 only at home? Or is that, like, date five? Like, when do you allow that, uh, that line to be crossed?
1: Merry Christmas, Kyle. I will (laughs) say that I think when you, like, there's nothing wrong with talking dirty to someone, but you don't do it in an open public space ever. I'm just not that kind of girl. I think that those things, first of all, they're way sexier when they're whispered quietly, right? Like when it's an intimate secret, it's already sexier. That comment that he made to her wasn't for her. It was for the public presentation of his brand to everybody. Like, let's right. be honest, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm down with somebody telling me exactly what he what they want to do and why they want to do it. I mean, I'm not that thing that she talks about there ever. I sorry, not that person. There's my conservative values coming out there. But a public broadcasting of what happens in private in public is not what I'm about. i'm too I'm just too proper for that. I'm just can't get there with it
0: i'm I'm also like so curious on what he was expecting the follow up to be. Because really, there's only two answers, which is a yes or a no. And so if it's a yes, it's like, check, please. Like, we're going home now. Like, what? (laughs) Don't eat the granola. Like, I don't know.
1: I bet you. God, Kyle. I bet you if she would have said, yeah, I'm all in, he probably wouldn't have wanted her. He wanted the shock and awe of it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and the only other alternative was not no. The other only other alternative was buy what she did. I mm-hmm. think that those are the only two outcomes you get. So it's a that was a no win situation. That was just, I think, be a jerk being a jerk. But I don't understand like bodily discussions. But I did say this to you Kyle when we started this podcast that all my all my life I have been the girl that is responsible and practical mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. pragmatic and dresses nicely and always has an outfit and my hair's curled appropriately. And you bring me home to your mom and I bake a pie and it's, I've always been that girl. And I am at a phase where I would like to be the girl where the guy walks into the bar and is like, if I don't take you home, I will die. Right, 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 So right. There's, a, there's a shift, but this is this is neither of that. This is like, hi, I suck and I'm vulgar and... I have no respect for you. What's up next? Give me another submission we had.
0: Well, this one also came from TikTok here. Uh first that I had with this one guy. He uh arrived like at the restaurant. Yay. Um but uh when they seated us at the table, the first thing he did when he sat down was let a big one rip. And I mean like
2: it was a
1: big one. And then he goes to give me a high five. Because his fart was so loud and so smelly. Uh, (laughs) So
0: if that wasn't enough to make it like the worst day ever and make you want to run. Before the waitress got to our table, he said to me, if anybody asks, you're my cousin from out of town. (gasps) (gasps) You can't see it, but she gives like a little thumbs up at the end there. (laughs) Which is perfect. That was really great. Oh my god. Jen, this would be your absolute nightmare knowing you.
1: This would be, well, yeah, we talked about it in Deal Breakers, um, and I don't even know why she was still there. Somebody farts and then wants a high five. Absolutely, absolutely not. Honestly, at this point, I would think it was a setup by you. <laughs> <laughs> i phone you and be like, Kyle, not funny. Yeah. You in a dark just, alley, give some terrible. guy
0: 20 bucks and like, listen, this is what you have to do, okay?
1: <laughs> I just rip ass. Yeah, I don't understand... Flatulence ever, let alone in a public space. I have to wouldn't it be an incredible thing if this toss your salad and the fart guy
0: were the same person were the same
1: person just going around giving us content from all the women who are survivors of his uh, affouls.
0: And to be honest with you, keep doing that because (laughs) endless (laughs) endless content for
1: days. (laughs) Absolutely. What else did we have for dates we survived?
0: Uh, well, this one has come from a previous guest that we've had on our show. This is from Alex. Uh, he sent a little voice memo in. So let's take a listen to
4: that. The most memorable date I ever had was uh, during university. I took this girl out. I was set up on a date uh, by my roommate. He knew the grandparents of this girl's roommate. Okay, so it's like way far removed already. And so I get set up on this date with this girl and we were doing a double date. It was a real casual thing. And we go out to this restaurant and the whole time I'm making jokes. And I thought they were hilarious. I thought like I'm being funny right now. Everybody's laughing. My roommate and his date were laughing. The waitress was laughing. And then my date was just sitting there. And, And not only was she just sitting there not laughing at my jokes, but she was like correcting them so i was i was studying history so a lot of the jokes that i was making were historical jokes and of course when you make a joke a lot of the time you're going to use hyperbole and you know it's not going to be exactly accurate but she would do the well actually uh, that's not how it happened and this went on the entire night so we go back to our apartment and we're sitting there as roommates and our dates and we invited our other roommates to join in because it was not going well I remember it was around nine o'clock, which isn't late for a date at all, but we're sitting there and she turns to my roommate and tells him that she can recite the preamble to the Declaration of Independence. And he said, "Uh, cool. And she, she says, do you want to hear it? And without really waiting for a response, she started, she's showing, it was, it was insane. This is like absolutely insane. I mean, good for her, but like, just no, not right now. And so I said, Hey, listen, I better get you home. I have a recording in the morning. I have to, I have to do for a podcast, Lord. it was nine o'clock. <laughs> the recording was at 11 a.m., uh, but I kept it vague so that I could get her home. And then she followed up a couple of, a couple of times and I didn't go, her. I, I responded every time politely. Uh, but I think eventually she got it that this was not going to go anywhere. Uh, P.S. Madison, I'm still waiting for that phone call back. So, uh, yeah, if you could give me a call, um, I just think it would be really nice to um, to get together.
0: Keep trying, Alex. <laughs> Keep trying. Keep trying. Um, I love this woman. <laughs> this is so good. Okay. I just love the idea of someone... like, being like, well, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And she's like, in fact, it wasn't. It was actually built over a span of like 150 years. And this is the entire history of Rome. Like, okay, like, back off.
1: You know, what I love about that story is that, you know, we're going to have at least one person on Twitter that's going to say, I feel like that girl that Alex was on a date with was Jennifer. (laughs) Jennifer, that political nerd probably knows it. And my answer to that is, The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political Mm. bands to which have connected them with one another. I actually know it also. But it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I swear to God, it wasn't me.
0: How did you know my fetish, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh my God.
1: There are two of us, and Alex has found them both, proving that he did something wrong, and this mm-hmm. is hell.
0: Well, thank you for saying that in, Alex. <laughs> I, I feel that, I mean, there sometimes is just that huge disconnect as far as like personality, senses of humor, which is unfortunate when you come across that, but, but I guess it's good to know early than it is to try and drag it out.
1: Speaking of things that we came across, Mm -hmm. this was not submitted to us, but this is also from TikTok. And I think it will go down as one of the best TikToks I have ever, ever seen. If you want to talk about what it's like to date in this millennia, this woman had the best TikTok submission that really captures the heart of why Kyle and I have a podcast. Kyle, will you play it now?
2: What's the worst first date I've ever been on? I'm so glad you asked, I'm gonna tell you right now. Before I met my smoke show of a husband, I was on dating apps. As you do, this man messages me out of the blue and he goes, I like your face, let's go get some food. Um, I love food, are you my soulmate? He says, meet me at my house, I will drive us to the restaurant together. Why did we not just meet there? I have no idea. I drive 45 minutes to his house, he's standing outside of it, he walks up to my car and he goes, I've lost my keys, can you drive us there? Should I have just left him right there and gone home? Yes. Did I? Absolutely not. He gets in, starts giving me turn-by-turn directions. He could have been leading me to an abandoned warehouse, and I still would have been, like, left at this stop sign? Okay. We end up at a Taco Bell, which is fine. I'm, like, dine-in or drive through, And he's, like, drive through. And I'm, like, great, he has a plan. <laughs> we get to the speaker, and he just leans over and goes, I would like 100 hard-shell tacos. Thank you.
0: I like that this is your move
2: <laughs> we get to the window he does one of these numbers i'm like did you forget your wallet and he's like yeah i was like do you need me to pay he's like yeah i'm like yeah i buy the 100 tacos and i'm like where to next and he goes back to my house and i was like okay this is happening i'm just i'm committed to this now it's happening We get to his house, we walk in, his dad is on the couch. I'm like, he lives with his dad, it's fine. The hoops I am teleporting through to convince myself that this decision that I have made is okay is just wild. Walk past his dad into the kitchen. He just starts emptying the boxes of tacos, just releasing them onto the table, puts two chairs at the table, sits down, and he just screams at the top of his lungs, let's feast. (laughs) I am just calmly unwrapping my taco and taking a bite of it. We are eating hard tacos in complete silence. You can hear both of us chewing. It's absolute chaos. The dad walks up, grabs a taco. There's a hundred of them. We have so many to spare. He's eating over us, just like standing, doesn't sit, stands right next to the table, crunches, mouth full. He just looks at me and he goes, do you want to see my studio? And I was like, I have never wanted to see anything less in my entire life. It was that moment that I decided this date was completely over or else I was going to be killed, 100%. I am now just like collecting the tacos because I paid for them. I walk out with boxes of tacos in my purse. I look back and I was like, thank you for this experience. You will never hear from me again.
0: Uh. I'm sure you didn't really need to hear me laughing in the background through that entire thing, but it is so phenomenal the way she tells that story and good on her for taking the tacos with her. She definitely deserved to take those home with her.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. But I do love like the denial that we all live in when she's like, like, do you want to go in or drive through? And he's like, drive through. And she's like, okay, he's a man with a plan. (laughs) We just are like, I'll just keep looking for every reason why this can work.
0: It is remarkable, though, in a way where I wish I could think of a good example off the top of my head. But even in like non-date situations of being like, well, obviously I should walk away from this. But then you make up a reason why you shouldn't walk away from it and you continue forward until you're like four or five levels down. I'm like, "Uh, I get like I I have to cut and run. But at a certain point, I also want to see how this is going to end in my dad. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's how you wind up on Dateline, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, yes, it is a time to reflect on on some of the dates that we survived. But you know what? Christmas is also a time to reflect on all of the love stories that maybe didn't have the worst ending. And we had a couple of those submissions as well. Tell me about
2: your worst date experience. <laughs> I'll go first. So I went on a first date with this guy who took me to a nice restaurant, which was nice, but he clearly had some bowel issues. He was nervous, so I think it made his bowels worse and spent half the night running back and forth to the bathroom to relieve himself. And ultimately we had to leave early. Poor guy. And as he tried to drive me home, he couldn't make it. And had to stop by his parents' home to relieve himself some more. And left me abandoned in the car. But I get it, you know. Bowel issues are just... Awful. So what happened afterwards? I married him.
0: Aww, that's sweet.
2: Isn't that a good
1: one?
0: Yeah, yeah. I like
1: that one, too.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm glad there was that turn at the end there. Because... This is sometimes my absolute nightmare. As somebody who discovered late in life that I can't have a lot of milk product at the the, all at once, this is like my literal nightmare of going out somewhere, trying to impress someone, and being like, "Um, "I'm just gonna go and uh, hold up in the old washroom there for the next twenty five minutes, and uh, you can entertain yourself."
1: Yeah, that's that's everyone's fear, right? That's everyone's fear. I'm trying to think of what movie it is where she she goes to the bathroom and she's trying to do something but she's gone for so long that she starts yelling through the door that she's like i'm not pooping i'm not (laughs) i can't i'm trying to think of what movie that was from if you guys can think of it let us know Mm -hmm. but yeah oh yeah like we could kyle we got to do a whole episode around like the embarrassing shit that happens when you're on a date Mm -hmm. Um, because you know that yeah i can think of my own i can think of my friends oh god think of the submissions we'd get think of the things we'd have to talk about for an hour we We also had a clip submitted by uh, matt Mm -hmm. um who's actually i've known for years and when he knew we were putting together this episode he was like listen i know you're gonna have a bunch of carnage in this episode but i i've i've got a i've got a counter counter narrative for you here's what we got from matt
3: it's interesting when when i was in high school i played drums i was in the drum line and this young lady that i had been dating was a dance team member slash flag corps member in the band as well and she had taken a job with Colerain high school to teach their flag corps uh, one summer at their band camp i ended up <laughs> taking my vacation at her request to go teach the drumline for the week or so that they were in their band camp that summer, and it was just a little extra money. Um, like I said, I I was working at an ad agency. It was more to to get away and take vacation and be with her. She got she got sick. She she got a cold, or I don't know if maybe it was just an excuse not to go. Uh, but she ended up canceling the day of departure. Um, I had driven out to the to pick her up, and she came to the door. It was all sick, and so. At that point, I was already committed, so I ended up having to go anyway. So I took the took the drive from Cincinnati on a school bus full of high school band members, and we went to Jackson County, Ohio to a 4-H camp. I was already kind of uh, in a, in a bad mood because of everything that had gone on so far, and I was just like, man, I can't believe this. This girl did this. Here I'm stuck i could be at the beach i could be somewhere sunny and warm and enjoying my vacation and you know getting out of ohio in the in the summertime is is okay thing to do occasionally and i had taken a hammock and i was just kind of just needed some chill time so i put up a hammock beside a little creek to to write music i had to write some drum parts for for some of the music that that i was going to be teaching and I guess I fell asleep. I was taking a little bit of a nap there. And I woke up when a young lady had come up and tried to push me out of the hammock into the creek. She was unsuccessful, of course. I was a little bit bigger, uh, stronger guy. and But she I admired her uh, ability to just come up and, and somebody that she'd never met, she just, hey, I'm going to try and push this guy out of the hammock. I don't know what possessed her to do it. I don't know... What was going through her mind at the time but we sat there and talked for a little while this was my future wife pam that that did this and at the time she was a in between her sophomore and junior year at ohio state and she was a lifeguard working that summer making money so she was running around camp in a bathing suit and shorts and was already kind of bronzed and i thought man this girl looks really pretty stunning in in the sun here. And so, you know, I said, hey, you know, this is a good conversation. Let's let's go grab some dinner. It was about dinner time. And of course, there at the (laughs) 4 H camp, it was cafeteria food for all of the band campers and all of us instructors and everybody else. So I thought, yeah, let's go grab some dinner and 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 just talk a little bit more. Just to kind of see what where this goes on. And we walked up, you know, it was, I don't know, quarter mile or so from where I was at to the cafeteria. And walked in the front door. I was the gentleman, hold the door for her and walked in. And I thought, okay, I'm, we're going to go through the line. And she turned to me. And she says, all right, I, hang on. I'll be back in just a second. And I, so I stood there and I waited and I waited and and I waited <laughs> about 30, 35 minutes later, she came out of the kitchen and I'm still standing there at the front door. And I th- looked at her kind of puzzling and she got this look on her face like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Have you not eaten yet? I was like, Uh, No, I thought we were gonna eat together. She goes, oh, 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 well, we're not, you know, staff here at the camp We're not allowed to eat with 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 the people out here We have to eat in the back in the little the little kitchen area in the back So I am so sorry and and so the story of me meeting my wife uh, for the first time ended uh, After she tried to push me out of the hammock into a creek ended up with her standing me up for dinner on I guess What would be our first official date?
0: Look at that dreams do come true, Jen
3: Look
1: at that. That feels very hallmarky to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should sign up for that cooking class and or that Christmas competition and or move to that Christmas tree farm.
0: I think I need to go and buy a hammock. Just go set it <laughs> up in yeah. random places. By the way, I was in 4-H growing up. So I have, uh, I never found love at 4-H camp. Let me just tell you that.
1: Well, it's because he didn't have a hammock, That's obviously. True. That's true. We've been talking about, you know, couples getting together, but we can't leave out the people that are already in a relationship at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And there was a submission to TikTok that I thought warranted a singular view of the fishbowl this week. So here are your Christmas keys, Kyle. Oh, and will you. you pull the only question we have in the fishbowl? Seems inappropriate to text my friends and family a link and say, this is what I want for Christmas. Buy it for me. And yet I don't want to end up with shit gifts. Because that happens every year. And it's not like I haven't taken into account a budget. It's not like I'm just texting everybody very
2: expensive things that I want. I'm thinking, oh, that's only 20 bucks. That's an okay gift from a close friend. Oh, that's about 50 bucks. That's pretty good for my brother. I know his financial situation. He can afford it. Is that... Is that... Is it... We're a society on just telling people what to buy you because you know that they're going to feel obligated and you don't want to be disappointed.
0: Is this not what people do?
2: (laughs) Well,
1: this is the big question about when you have a partner at Christmas, Mm -hmm. how do you go about the gift buying? And I will just admit that Man, does my inner Scrooge come right out into the open around gift buying, not because I'm cheap or not beca- but because I make it so unnecessarily complicated. And I'm you could line up every boyfriend I've ever had and they would tell you, yes, Christmas with Jennifer is miserable for the following reason. I hate the stress of asymmetry. Mm. The idea that I will buy a gift, but they will buy a bigger gift or that I'll go all out and they'll be like, oh, here I, oh, but you love scarves, right? And you're like, oh no, I, I panic about the asymmetry of it. I will know I have found my dream man when he's like, oh, I'm just wrapping your present. It'll be under a tree. It's a purse. I bought it from here. (laughs) I just, and it's, I, I, for years I thought it was just that I hated surprises But the truth is, is that I'm just terrified that there'll be this awkward, awkward asymmetry of gift giving.
0: Asymmetry in what regard that you're going to get them like a $40 gift and they're going to get you a $2,000 gift.
1: Yeah, or that I will get them a $2,000 gift and they will hand me a $40 gift and we have to live in the awkwardness of it. And then I'm always like, can we set a budget? And then I am notoriously hard to buy for because I am so kind of particular about what I want. But I'll also like I have also been like a major, major hint dropper and that those hints are never, ever picked up. I seem to find people that are like, oh, oh, I just deleted that. Look
0: at this Tiffany's bag. Man, I really wish... (laughs) (laughs) Someone give me this Tiffany's bag.
1: I'm always so mindful of like what a person can afford and like what I can afford. And I just like the transparency. I'm like, can we just have a conversation, set a budget, give me a list. And I feel an equal part of hate getting a gift that I'm like, oh, no, like I don't like this at all. And Mm. I think like value for money. I don't want you to buy me something. And then I like never use it. Like some people say, like, just be quiet, like, just don't say anything, just put it in the closet. Or, or And I'm like, no, that's waste. That was money that was spent on that gift. That it's like, it's a misappropriation. The same thing. If I bought someone like a $200 Merino sweater and they were like, oh, but it's brown. I'm not going to wear it. Tell me. <laughs> and I'll either return it or get a different color. Like I want there to be value for money. I want you to mm-hmm. use what I get and I want you to love what I bought you. And I'm, I'm not beyond that awkward conversation around like, oh, hey, you bought me this gorgeous cashmere winter coat i really wanted a nintendo switch i don't (laughs) care i'll return the coat and buy the switch and apologize that i wasn't paying more attention Mm -hmm. but it's the asymmetry of it i'll tell you my last relationship i was in we were together for seven christmases and seven years in a row the gift did not stay like i don't know what was happening but he also used to make me feel bad about the gift that was the other thing
0: there was other things i think going on that were wrong
1: yes can i tell you the tale of the christmas sweater there Because that's how I knew that we were not going to make it after all of the of the bullshit that we went through for years. Christmas was when I knew we weren't going to make it because like if you've been following the nexus of this podcast, you know that my last partner believed that monogamy was the type of what it was a whole thing. But I was going home home for Christmas and he was like, yeah, I'm going to go home for Christmas, too. I'm going to fly the next day. And I was like, why wouldn't you just go home? Like we'll fly together, like home is home. And we had decided we weren't going to spend it together because we had had such a dismal day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he hates my family and my family hates his family. And we were like, whatever. And so he was like, no, I'm going to go the next day. So I get home for Christmas. And then he sends me a note and he's like, I'm not coming home for Christmas. I've decided to stay. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't want you by yourself for Christmas. That's so depressing. Why don't I fly back and spend it with you? And he's like, no, 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 you already flew there. It's been blizzarding. Like you're with your family. Just enjoy it. And I'm like, well, no, I'm going to sit here and feel guilty that you're by yourself. Like, you know, it's not the best situation, but it's also whatever. So he's like, no, 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 I'll rally and I'll make it work for myself. And I just spent the whole day feeling guilty that he was by himself. Ruined my Christmas for sure. Then I called him and he answered and he's like, hey, you know, Merry Christmas. And I was like, I've never seen that sweater before. Uh And he's like, oh, this sweater. And he's like, yeah, I just bought it for myself. And I was like oh yeah, where'd you buy it from? And he's like, oh, I bought it at Eddie Bauer. And I was like, yeah, that brand isn't sold at Eddie Bauer. Eddie Bauer only sells Eddie Bauer clothes. And he's like, oh yeah, no, I can't remember where I bought it. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, that's when I knew he was with someone else at Christmas who had bought him a sweater at Christmas. That's, and, and so then I was like, I spent this entire Christmas at home with my family feeling miserable and left all his gorgeous gifts behind. And then you know, inevitably I had to fly back home And then it was like, yeah, someone else, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, second verse, same as the first buddy. So yeah, the Christmas sweater, (laughs) a tale of rot. Uh,
0: Merry Christmas, everybody. uh, uh, Merry Christmas. You you can expect that children's book to be out by next Christmas. (laughs) If you're
1: listening to this through the Christmas season, which Mm -hmm. I hope you are, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. And you have a philosophy on gift giving, or you received quite an interesting gift. Please share it with us on Twitter. We're at somebody' date, mm-hmm. and I want to see it. I need to see it. Can, honestly, can I tell you? I need to see it.
0: Yeah, here's here's my. I, I want to see it as well. I just want to jump in here and say that. But the saddest gift was another girl I was dating here, whatever, a few years ago. we met on a dating service, and we'd been dating for like two or three weeks. And then one day, she was like, "Hey, can we can we talk today? Can you meet me at this Tim Hortons for coffee?" I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Red flag. Brick yeah, Floyd. well, see, I was a dummy and didn't know what that meant. So, but I'd heard her speak the week before about wanting to get into adult coloring books. So I swung by the uh, the chapters locally and got her a, a coloring book with like the pencil cranes and everything. And I walk in there with, like a stupid rube into this Tim Hortons. And she's like, Aww. oh, yeah, you remembered what I said. I don't think we should date anymore. And so she did not accept the gift. I sat there and, and finished my coffee by myself uh, and then colored in that, that adult coloring book by myself over the next few weeks.
1: Merry Christmas, Merry everybody. Christmas! Oh, my God. We need to find people. This cannot be like this next year, Kyle somebody date chen and kyle honestly if
0: i if by next christmas i have to tell that same goddamn story something is wrong maybe know. this will push me and i'll actually if I, say something to this guy in new york
1: if by next christmas the episode consists of us just coloring in that coloring book <laughs> i uh i'm gonna need to be fully medicated honestly only, only in black
0: and gray. that's all i see the world in <laughs> nowadays fair that's right anyways you were trying to wrap up the episode so you can continue
1: (laughs) I hope wherever you are this Christmas and this through this holiday season that you're with people that you do love in whatever shape or form or gender or identity they come in happy holidays to all of you thank you for listening to this episode and uh, we'll see you on New Year's Eve have a good night
0: happy holidays bye you'll be doing all your grace
2: Must have But I Have a blue Blue, blue, blue